0: Welcome to the Art of Money podcast with Art McPherson. Thanks for listening to the Art of Money podcast, artofmoneyradio.com for more information or to schedule that initial consultation. Appreciate you subscribing. Now, let's get to the show. By the year 2045, baby boomer parents are expected to hand down 53 trillion in assets to millennials and Gen Zs. But there is a study from New York Life that's raising questions over whether this younger generation, if they're ready for what's being called the great wealth transfer, with more than half saying they don't feel confident that they're prepared for this windfall Of money coming their way. So, when you work with the families, with the boomers who are preparing to pass this money down, how are you preparing them to move this money and for this millennial generation? How should
1: they be prepared? Well, one of the things that we are trying to do for mom and dad as they're getting ready to pass this to the kids and the grandkids is making sure it's as tax efficient as possible. So, Unfortunately for a lot of people, you know, they have the bulk of their net worth or the bulk of their money is their 401Ks and their home, right? So one of the things that can be done is you wanna make sure that your house doesn't have to be probated. So there's ways to do that. So um, we will make sure our clients can make sure that the home can pass right to the kids and the grandkids without having to be probated. The second biggest asset, which is typically their 401K, A lot of times, especially in that group that is passing this wealth right now, there was no such thing as a Roth IRA back in the day. So They don't have a lot of Roth money or tax-free money, so all that money, even though there probably isn't any estate tax problems, they're going to have to look at how much of a tax burden when this money becomes available for my kids and my grandkids are they going to have to stomach so there's some solves and solutions around that on how to prepare to pay some of that tax or make sure it's in assets that are liquid enough that the kids and the grandkids uh, can immediately disperse and have those funds available to pay the tax because the irs man doesn't wait he wants (laughs) to be paid Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you guys remember that little rule called the secure act
2: a couple years ago well, this was probably looking at all this money being transferred down. So within the SECURE Act, it says if you give an IRA, 401k, any qualified type of money to your kids or grandkids or somebody besides your spouse, that person has 10 years to take it all out and pay the tax. So it used to be the baby boomers, right, or those you know prior to three or four years ago, could inherit the IRA and take it out over their whole lifetime. Well, now the government said, well, we're actually going to let you the owner of the IRA, not take your RMDs as early as 70, maybe you're 72 or now even maybe 75, but your kids are taking it out in 10 years. So if we go, if we flash forward to 2045 and we should somehow notate this, what do you think tax rates are going to be in 2045? Uh, Probably
0: about 75%.
2: (laughs) And now (laughs) we're going now. Right. Now this article is 53 trillion in assets. It's not all IRA 401k, but I mean, let's just take a stab. Maybe 20 trillion is IRA. Well, all of that is going to be taxed over the next ten years. That is a lot of revenue for the government to overspend and borrow and put on credit. Lou, <laughs> right?
3: why, why do you
2: say such things? Gosh, the the path they're, we're going down is not a good one. But these trillions of dollars are going to be taxed a lot differently than they have in the past, and that's what Art was talking about. Getting mom and dad, or getting you know the 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 boomers, you know, ready to either give it to the kids tax-free or have a plan to get it to the kids tax-free. What can you do to prepare us for this windfall for our tax situation? Yeah. So for the windfall, I mean, the easiest, the the easiest way to do it is through a Roth conversion. So you convert the IRA. Now you pay the tax, you let it grow tax-free for your lifetime. You pass it down. Your kids let it grow tax-free for 10 years. So there's Roth conversions. You can also do life insurance, right? Take cash. Or even take money out of the IRA, 401k, pay the life insurance, kids get that tax free. You know, if you have an estate tax issue, right? Which is state tax limits are going back down when the Trump tax cuts expire, so they're going to cut in half. So you're going to have more people having estate tax issues. You know, you may need a, an islet, an irrevocable life insurance trust. I mean, there's all sorts of things we can do depending on your net worth, depending on your assets. But definitely, let's let's do some planning to get it to the kids tax free.
1: Yeah, one of the things we like to do, Mark, is make sure when you get a windfall of money, even if it's $100,000 or $200,000, realize the power that money can provide. It can actually be life-changing for you if you don't just go and blow it. So most people, when they get a windfall, and it can be a million dollars, it can be $500,000, it can be $100,000, it can be $10 million. That money is literally gone without any planning, usually in a year and a half. It's hard to believe that, but I have seen it, and it is true.
0: 321-425-8550. ArtOfMoneyRadio.com to meet the team and to schedule that consultation. Art McPherson, Luke McCarty, the market has recovered nicely from last year's low. But I want you to hear this clip from analyst Carter Worth, who told CNBC
2: that maybe it's time for things to slow down. If you exert yourself too much in the gym, you must take a rest or you have the coronary. You do it in the library for nine hours, you hurt your eyes, and you actually blow the test or you go take a rest Point being, we're at a point whether you're bearish or bullish, one can anticipate or want a proper garden variety sell-off correction dip drawdown.
0: So he continued on and said his prediction of a slowdown is a
1: 9% pullback. Do you agree? Well, we've kind of hit that since August. So if you look at the markets themselves, we kind of peaked in August, and we've had a little bit of a pullback there. If you look at the NASDAQ, you look at the S&P, we are well off the highs for both of them, um, pretty close to those numbers. Um, so are we going to rebound from here? To, does he expect that to be another 9% off of where we've kind of pulled back so far? Uh, we'll see. but. Most of our indicators that Luke and I look at, um, we actually saw a couple of things change positive that had been in the red for us. So we have conflicting information. you know. So we have some things that say things are slowing down. We have some things that say things are still okay. Um, so it's kind of hard to know what to do sometimes on whether it's a time to hold steady, buy, go more aggressive, or be more conservative. And we're getting conflicting data at this point a little bit. At a certain point, if the
2: market keeps going up, it's going to crash even harder. The markets just can't go straight up. Stocks just can't go straight up. They can for a while, and they can go up longer than you expect them to. But you know, I agree with some sort of a pullback or some sort of a pause here because if if we do, that's healthy. Whereas if the market just keeps going higher and higher and higher, and as interest rates are going higher, as mortgages are unaffordable, as credit card debts you know skyrocketing, as you know cars are being towed away because people can't make their car payments. I there's all these underlying themes. That wants you to say, hey, the market's not going higher for very much longer, especially with the Fed being against us. So I'm on board for sort of a pullback. And we are, like Art was saying, have some conflicting data, some conflicting indicators. But what we're focused on right now are dividends, strong balance sheets, good companies, free cash flow, You know, companies that make money. Because if you make money, right... The interest rates don't hurt you as much because you don't need to borrow as much to try to make money where some of these high tech, high tech flyers need money to borrow to to make their money. So that's kind of where we're positioned now from a standpoint of if we do go through a pause, at least we have our dividends coming in. Luke, when you sit down with somebody and you create
0: that income plan, when you create that retirement plan, the market, the volatility of the market How I don't want to say scared, but how concerned are your clients about the market or are they more concerned about, let's say, inflation or Social Security benefits? I'm just curious where that weighs on the minds of a lot of the families that you serve.
2: Yeah, I'd say the biggest concern now seems to be political. A lot of people have political issues, whether they're for or against the current administration or they're for or against Trump or you know, there's always another election coming. There's always something that's happening that, you know, we get news on our phone so easily mm-hmm. that you can be in tuned and we can tell the people, especially the ones who are retired that, you know, are at home watching the news because they know more about it than we do. But, you know, there's always concern about, you know, politics. Of course, there's some concerns about social security being there. But my opinion on social security is if you're getting it right now, or if you're within five years of receiving, it, it's probably not going to
1: change. But, you know, if you're younger, you know, there's going to be some changes on the Social Security front. Yeah, well, the way we look at Social Security is plan for things to diminish, not increase. You know, so Social Security benefits uh, for the people that are on the plan right now are probably going to be the richest plans that are available, because unfortunately our government. Sends lots of money away to places that don't benefit us here in the United States what Um, and they're wasteful with our money Yeah, Um, they're supposed to be good stewards of that. Um, It is literally our tax dollars that they send to places like Ukraine And I for the life of me. I don't understand why that's not a NATO situation and why that's in a United States situation I don't know But it is just those things are frustrating. So when people see that on the news every day and they see a lot of corruption going on right now and they see a lot of politicization of the FBI, Mm -hmm. the CIA, you know, our three letter agencies that have never been politicized like that Mm -hmm. in the past. It is kind of disconcerting for sure. And people are wanting to know what should we do? What do we do now? 321-425-8550,
0: artofmoneyradio.com. And one of those conversations you're going to have is your 401k strategy. So let's say you leave a job and you've got a 401k. Now, a lot of people recommend moving it to uh, a new 401k or possibly an IRA. But there are some employers that ask you to keep that money with them. Now, this is your old job. They want you to keep the money with them and move it into something called a managed payout fund. So if someone has an old 401k and they hear that managed payout fund, what is that? And is it a good option?
1: It's new. It's new in the industry. It's something that is just starting to happen. I would say no (laughs) to a managed payout option because you're giving some of that discretion to the employer itself. Usually in a 401k, if you're under the age of 55 or under the age of 59 and a half, but you're over 55, there's sometimes there's a good ability to stay in that plan for a while uh, because you can do the 55 rule, which is you can pull money from a qualified account without having that 10% penalty on qualified funds, so you can have money for income and things like that if you're retiring, Um, but if you're planning to work at another employer, typically you can take a 401k and roll it to your new 401k plan or your new uh, qualified plan. However, if you're kind of within that five years or what we call that retirement red zone of retirement and you're thinking of, hey, you know, I'd like to diversify a little bit more. I'd like to be able to take my money and get in non-correlated investments. So when the market's going down, I have some money that's not going down, um, so you can do that by rolling those 401k funds over. There's lots of things you can do at that transition point. So a lot of times when people come in here the first time, we help them with those type of accounts um, and help them reposition it and take advantage of their circumstance and see if hey, should we put that in the new plan? Should you roll that over into individual IRA? Do you need some income? You know, what's your goals, what's your objectives? And and when does that income start? Is it 60, is it 65, is it 59 and a half? When, when are you pulling income?
2: Yeah, so if you left a job and your 401k is still there, right, did you leave on good terms or bad terms? I say if you leave on bad terms, right, take your money and go take it with you to the new 401k or roll it to an IRA. And even if you left on good terms, your 20 options inside the 401k are pretty limited. Your new 401k probably has the same 20 options, but they're named a little differently. And you know, 15 of those options in your 401k are a target date. That's a target date, 2020, 2025, 2030. And it's a blend of those other funds that you have in your plan. So more often than not, it's better for you to get it out of the 401k structure because you just have more options. Right? You can buy individual stocks. You can write options. You can buy individual bonds. You can buy alternatives. You can do so much more outside of the 401k. And that's usually where we come in and say, hey, here's what you're currently doing. Right? If you leave it there, here's what it looks like. Versus if we do some things differently, here's what your risk looks like. And that's the big kicker is the risk you're taking in the 401k is typically higher than you think it is.
0: to talk about your 401k strategy. And Luke, earlier in the show, we were talking about, you know, what's on people's mind. Is it inflation? Are they worried about Social Security? But something that we've talked about it here on the Art of Money radio show that, you know, 401k strategy is so important to a retirement plan, especially the fees. So, Luke, when you sit down with somebody, do you spend a good amount of time just thumbing through, deep
2: diving into 401ks, just trying to find those fees? we do. And for instance, you know, on, on some of those target date funds I was mentioning, you know, Fidelity is a big custodian here in our area. And there's a 2035 or 2030, you name it, and the fee is about 0.8%. So you're paying a little bit less than 1% to have Fidelity buy Fidelity funds for you. And you know, looking at that, you, you just don't see it. And that's the difference. So with, with our fees, you see them. The 401k has the ability within ERISA and the 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 governance of the 401k, where they tell you the fees, but they're so buried that it's not very open. And I think if you knew that you were paying 0.75, 0.8% in the 401k versus hiring an advisor, somebody, you know, at the same rate
1: or, you know, 1% or even a little bit lower, you know, you may make a different decision. Yeah, that's one of the things that we do, Mark, is we'll evaluate fees for our clients and then we show them um, if they're going to hire us and we're going to do management for them what is their fee and we have a thing called a blended fee too so we may have different type of accounts that have different fee structures so we put them all together so they know exactly what they're paying they know exactly what their fee is and that way they know um, exactly what's going on with their accounts and their money and there is no question about it and that way they can see it finally because usually like luke had mentioned there a lot of times they have no idea what they're paying
0: Thanks for listening. Want more from Art McPherson of McPherson Financial Group? Find us online
3: at artofmoneyradio.com.